Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly, and I'm super excited to bring another Fiercely Here Women in Business episode to you. And today, oh my gosh, I have one of my best, best, best friends. I'm so excited to bring you Julie Fouch. Julie and I have been, well, our story starts in a toilet. Uh, that's how we started. We were, we were in a conscious business owner event, and we kept every single bathroom break. We were like, they're together. <laughs> so, so we literally have selfies and that sparked like how many years later, just a great, great, great connection. And I don't even have your bio to read other than I love the hell out of you and you're so cool, but I'm sure you could tell them a little bit more beyond, beyond the true story. So tell them a little bit about what you do, Julie. Okay. I kind of like that bio. Here's yeah, it's good. She's very cool. I love that. So what I do is I lead women who are entrepreneurs, um, coaches, healers, teachers, mystics, magic women, and I teach them how they can build a six-figure or better business through their divine feminine essence. Mm -hmm. And the, this work that is emerging in this field is so new because as women, the role models have all been masculine. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, when you and I met, there was this rumbling starting to happen in the coaching and self-development world where so many women were saying, yeah, I built my business and I did it the way the formulas teach. And then I got breast cancer or adrenal burned fatigue out, right? or burned out and couldn't get out of my car. And, you know, we heard over and over from women who were blowing up a six-figure business or a multi-six-figure business or had just dropped their seven-figure business because they couldn't do it yeah. anymore. And so a couple of years ago, I remember you and I, we were even like, our theme for this year is just to blow the effer up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have. <laughs> we have. And, and so it's constantly looking at, instead of looking at what does the formula or the guru teach us, we're looking at, okay, where is source leading us? Mm. And how do we become more source filled or soulful in what we are creating in our business? And that is a big, scary, exciting thing. And it's scary because we don't always have the pathway. Right. We often don't have the pathway, right? It's really <laughs> seductive to sell a formula. Here's a seven step formula. It will take you to six figures. But when you are source guided or intuition guided or feminine energy guided, you can't, there's no formula. Right? It's like completely co-created with the divine and your energy. And so it's like, ah, it's, it's much easier to sell the formulas 
And so the work you and I do is outside the box, outside the formulas. So. Even when it comes down to like podcasting, how are we going to do podcasting yeah. differently? Right. Like how are we going to, how are we going to be different than everybody else out there? How are you? I'm so excited to see how you're going to do this. Well, I'll probably will swear a lot, you know, and I, <laughs> I mean, you saw I avoided that word, but you know, I know. if we are going to mark this as explicit from the beginning, I think I should do that. Thank you for noting that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how we're going to do it differently is, so one of the ways I want to do this podcast differently, Julie, is I want to speak the truth. Right. I don't want to bring people on that are talking from their head or trying to look good. I want fucking real people. I want women that come on and just speak the truth. Because when we are real, when we share our vulnerabilities, when we share the journey stories, other women are like, oh, you did it. I can too. So hopefully that's how this is different. Right. I like that. Cool. Cool. Really nice. Well, so. You know, this is called Fiercely Here, Women in Business Podcast. So what does it mean to you to be fiercely here? I mean, I know you've seen my manifesto, but I think everybody has their own version of what that means. So, so two questions. What does it mean to you? And today, how do you live that in your life and your business? Such good questions. The first question, what does that mean to me? To be fiercely here. Yeah. Fiercely here means to be present to myself to start with nice you know like there's no bullshit here like if i'm feeling if i wake up and i'm feeling funky then it's not put on a happy face and let me put on my mask and go out in the world it's like stop why am i feeling funky whose energy am i carrying is it mine if it is what part of me is carrying that like take care of me be very honest and rigorous with me Mm -hmm. Being really willing to say, I'm putting stuff out there and I'm going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because I'm not waiting for perfection. Because y'all, if I wait for for perfection, you're never going to see it. (laughs) We wouldn't show up. Yeah. Right. Um, Perfection's not my wheelhouse and uh, not in many people's wheelhouse, let's just say. (laughs) So there's that place being fiercely here means mean being here. Mm-hmm. Even in my imperfection, in my uncomfortableness. Yeah. And in that, being fierce about taking stands that might be uncomfortable, saying things that might be uncomfortable. And as women, that's really hard to do. You know, mm-hmm. we are ancestrally, it's handed down okay. to us yeah. to be nice. And marriageable. <laughs> well, you know, when, when I speak, speak this term, if you look at the dictionary definition of, of fierce or fiercely, you know, there's not really fiercely. So the word fierce is aggressive. And I think women confuse being fiercely present for themselves. It's either, oh, but I'd have to be a bitch or they wouldn't like me because I'd be so aggressive. And so let's just disabuse that now. That is not what we're talking about. But that's the cultural, that's, can we say, the patriarchal bullshit that has kept us suppressed? That like, oh my God. Or the, or the famous, oh, she's on the period today. That's why she's acting that way, right? There, is, there literally are cultural constraints on a, a, a woman being bold and just owning herself and setting boundaries and taking stands. And there's a lot of shit that counteracts that. So that's why you and I were here doing the work going, uh-uh, 
you be you, right? So, yeah. And part of it for me is a mama bear energy. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They call you Mama T. Mama T. We got Mama T and Mama J. There we go. But she's got grandkids. So I only get two. Yeah. She's got like lots of people to mama energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't talk about the grandkids. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Maddie's energy lately has just been like, okay, you're only eight, stop. (laughs) But that fierceness is like part of my work is to create a better planet for them. Yeah. They come up in a world where they're not constrained the way I felt constrained, the way you and I felt constrained, where a strong, powerful woman doesn't automatically get trolled when she says something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or we dismissed. Happens. Yeah. Or dismissed. So, you know, I brought you on because I know your story. You weren't always this fierce. And so can you share a little bit about the story and the seeds of that and how, how it led you on the path today? And kind of, you know, what I here's why I do this people watching is because I want you to have hope. I want you to, you know, you can look at Julie. She's, you know, got a great business. She's industry leader. She's amazing. And you could easily look at her and say, well, oh, she must've had it easy. I'm sure she was born with a silver spoon or she's got a husband that takes care of her. Right. Cause women sometimes are assholes to other women. That's also, also a problem. You should celebrate other women. You should be like, Woo-hoo! I love that you're making so much money, sister. Like you really want to be in that energy. FYI. But you can look at successful women and say, well, they, I, they couldn't relate to where I am. And guess what? We all have our stories. And so I'm bringing women on, and I'll tell my own sometimes, is often the story is the catalyst for the work. And the story is the thing that creates the pathway to the fierceness, right? And so Julie's, Julie's a miracle. Like seriously, what she has gone through and who she's come out on the other side. So she's like, she embodies being fiercely here. So... You want to share? Sure. Um, so let's talk about the silver spoon I was born with. <laughs> um, I'm the oldest of five kids, and I thought it was normal to grow up wearing the neighbor's hand-me-downs. The year I got three outfits for school instead of two was really exciting. I thought we had made it. Yes. So, yeah, I grew up without a lot of money. I grew up as the oldest of five, and I grew up in a family where my dad actually said to me as a grown-up, he said, I thought that I was supposed to raise my boys to get along in the world and raise my girls to be taken care of. And so, you know, he was coming out of a different generation. That's what it was. And that's what it was. And, you know, my grandmother worked, but she left. She had seven kids. She left after my grandfather left, came home before he came home and had dinner on the table. He didn't know that she worked. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She was a high-powered executive secretary. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, that's where I grew up. And what that led me to was to get married right out of high school to someone who believed that fear equals respect Mm. and that he was bigger than me and he made the money and I took care of the kids and he was, we were equal unless we disagreed and then he was the boss and it was, I spent 20 years in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and I stayed because I didn't think that I was valuable enough to make enough money to, to raise my kids on my own. Yeah. So I stayed in a place that was not good for me and not good for them. 
because I thought that it would be worse if I left and he got custody. So that makes perfect sense. And a lot of women sadly are in that place and there's no judgment. There's no shame. Like that's, that was a choice you made. So how did you get out? What was the process of getting from a woman? Tell them the story about the, um, how much you were worth in terms of, of a, a job. Oh, I went to an employment agency who told me I was not worth more than $10 an hour. <laughs> I was just like, I can't raise four kids on $10 an hour. Yeah. And then, of course, every time I went back to school for my degree, I would get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I don't, and like, seriously, pregnant using birth control. It wasn't oh. like I was not careful. Um, so I ended up with four kids. And I just, there was a point where I was just in a crisis. And I was, I was actually doing network marketing. And some of my people from my team were coming over. And I stopped in the middle of my kitchen. And this thought went through my head, who am I going to be when they get here? Because oh. if they saw who I was with my husband, they would not respect me anymore. And wow. that was my hope that I would make them enough money to get out. Yeah. But if he saw who I was with them, then all hell would break loose. And I, it, I kind of melted at that point. I just melted down and I started looking for solutions. And I, was, I started to work with a, a really powerful psychic and I was doing meditation and my highest self said to me, Hey, you can stay. No problem. You'll die, but you can stay or you can leave and have a life. Wow. And, and so I left and I started to rebuild and I started to, to take classes and go to personal development retreats and, and just knew that somehow someday I wanted to help other women mm-hmm. to discover look, their own. Yeah. Look at where you are. I, I had never heard of coaching at yeah. the time. Yeah. When I discovered Coaches Training Institute, I was like, there's a name for what I want to do. <laughs> oh my God, they train people for this. I love, you know, I, I, I work in the concept of identity and I love that it was like, this is not who I am. And that's where a lot of people are. It's like, I've been this, but I also have access to this but I can't make the jump yet, right? And I love that you knew there's the at-home me that's dysfunctional, and then there's the budding me that has hope and possibility. And so how do women that are in that, and you don't have to be in a dysfunctional marriage. It could be, it could, you could be in a successful business, but go, there's more for me. Like, there's way more. Um, or this just is feeling kind of blah, right? Meh, as they say, meh. It's meh right now, right? So how do women make that jump? Because that's not simple. That's, that's a, there's a whole shit ton of stuff right there. Yeah. There's a, a quote. Oh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. Warriors of the Heart, I think is the book. But anyway, Dan and Perry. And he says that there's, you can be swinging along on this trapeze of the moment. Mm-hmm. And you see the next trapeze coming towards you. And you hope, he goes, I hope in my heart, of all hearts, I can hold on to this one while I grab the, that, that one. And I know that I can't. Brilliant, right. And it is that place between trapeze bars where you are swinging freely through the air with no net under you that the greatest growth happens. And it is the trick, the trick, if it's a trick, is that if you don't let go of this trapeze bar and be the person you need to be to grab that trapeze bar, you'll never grab it. You can't keep holding on. You've got to let go. Here from there. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is deep. Preach it, sister. Preach (laughs) it. But here's the thing. You have to decide 
to throw yourself or fall or whatever metaphor you ha you must decide there's a thing if i let go there's something that will carry me and it could be god it could be your will it could be life universe faith hope whatever it is but you have to trust like oh my god if i'm guided to let this thing go i'm not going to drop on my ass and it might look like it though cuz i know along the way you know we've been we've done, done multiple times of this journey with our lives sometimes you don't just it's not an an accelerator or, or i'm sorry an escalator it's not like oh yay sometimes it's like i drop oh hell <laughs> right but you always you always elevate right it's like those rides at the fair like you're like yeah sometimes it feels like that i mean sometimes it's smooth but usually mm, it's pretty rocky because you've never been there before right you've never been on that trapeze bar you don't know how to be on that trapeze bar and so you have to give yourself compassion and faith and love that it's okay that it may be messy and in that messiness is where the beauty is it's not in perfection it's in your messiness that your beauty is and in your messiness that you will be most attractive to others. Okay, hold on. You know I'm a shame buster. You know where I'm going. You know you're not going to get away with that, right? Because what's going to happen is you and I are like, oh, be messy. It's attractive. But if you have a, a core of shame, it's going to tell you she's lying. You have to be perfect. You have to do it right. What are they going to think, right? because that's how many of us were raised with shame. If you've had any trauma at all, you very likely have shame. And so it's not so simple just to say, oh, cool. And Julie and I both do work with women around visibility, how to be real, how to show up being messy. So give us a couple tips, like what are your top tips on how to help women embrace their messiness? I thought you were gonna ask me to tell when I'm messy. <laughs> Do that, but I want to hear. I want to hear tips. You okay. both, but I would just want to hear how do you help women do that? Yeah. So I think number one is be willing to be seen. Uh, literally, like I, you guys, I bitched at her that she was doing this on video, right? Because I have to turn on the lights, turn on the camera, blah blah blah. It's not perfect. It's not the way I want it, but. I'm showing up here. And her hair's too short. She didn't like I her hair. I got a haircut two days ago, <laughs> and it's like, eh, not quite what I want. Um, right. And, and so that's okay. We do that stuff, and we show up anyway. You know, I posted something on a client's feed the other day that I thought was great, and she didn't like. And I had to go back and go, okay, I see your point of view. Like, that's the messiness. I didn't put on my, I'm right because I'm the expert. I was like, okay, I can see your point of view and I can honor that. Now, can, what do you want me to do about it? How can I make this better for you? So right. that's the willingness to show up, the willingness to say, hey, I screwed up. And on the other hand, the willingness to also say, and let's look at why this pushed a button. Let's look at why, like instead of just going, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Be like, oh, that's really interesting. What's yeah. the next level of growth that come, can come out of that for you? And so being willing to be on both sides of that. So how do women do that? God, I think you stop hiding. Mm -hmm. Like I, honest to God, when Therese met me, I was kick-ass biz coaching. Like nobody knew I did woo-woo. Mm -hmm. It was completely hidden. My clients would come back and go, I didn't expect that. <laughs> Right, because I hid part of who I was. 
my life is so much easier now that I don't hide, mm -hmm. that I'm willing to get on a thing and say source is my source. And people go, huh? But that I believe that source is going to take care of me, that I believe that I can help heal clients from their, their past life stuff. That level of honesty is really hard in this world. Like, and I have kids who roll their eyes at me. Oh yeah. Might, might think I'm a witch. So they already know, <laughs> but you know, here's, here's the thing. And again, we're, we're having this conversation and I want you, if you're watching or listening, we're modeling how to get through it. Right. And so it's acknowledge like, like I, I, everything starts with a decision. Like, right. You've got to say, I'm willing to be messy. I'm willing to show up. And what's going to happen is like, like, okay, a client was upset with this. You're going to have a response. It's not going to be like, Oh, psh, go to hell. I'm totally fine. You're going to get triggered. Like Julie said, do the work, go in. Like what is, that's what we do for each other. We're on the phone a lot. Like, Oh my God, I got triggered. What do you think about this? Whoa. Like my little kid's screaming right now. You know, we do this with each other and for each other. So you, you want to expect that you want to expect, okay, this isn't going to be a super clean process. And here's one of the most important things, Julie, I probably was one of those people that said, kick ass business. Like what? I don't like, I don't get that because sometimes, and as she does to me, right? So sometimes what's really helpful is to have people in your life that call you out and pull you forward. Yes. And like, like, can I just share this? So, so we, we mastermind and Julie was, cause she's fucking magic. Like seriously, she's my go-to person. She's amazing, amazing woman. And she was talking about this online program and I'm just like, I'm just like crawling out of my skin. And I just said, you're bigger than an online, like, like ah, your people don't want that. Cause I can feel the energy of it. Her people want her. They want the witchy, crazy woman that talks to dead people and can channel and has these dreams and, you know, is, is a miracle worker. They don't really want this little info product. And, and so Julie was willing to go, yeah, I guess you're right. Cause she was following like, wait, wait, this would be a good revenue stream. Or I could, you know, I could do this. And, but if you have people in your life that call this part forward, not the old part, but call the like higher version of you forward, then it's a game changer. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's what you do for me all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and so when I, when I changed my business name, I actually was working with two mentors at the time and both of my, I was like, should I change my business name? And they both said, Oh hell yes. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> right. We've been waiting. Yeah. Yes, you should. And so it's important to have that. Part of, it's okay to be messy. If you're, you've got somebody you can bounce things off of yeah. and yeah. pull things out of. So you recognize it in yourself. Number one, you do the inner work. Now I did a, a what was it a couple of weeks ago? I had a family thing pop up and I did about 75% of the work myself. I didn't say, Oh, I don't have time for this. I'm going to put it off. I've got to write eight emails and I'm going on retreat. Blah, blah, blah. I said, no, this has to be done. And I put off every, all the masculine to do. And I sat down and I did the work. And then I called you and I said, okay, I'm as far as I can take myself. Still stuck. Still Love stuck. And so working with trees, we went in and did the other 25% so that I could, that much, 30%, whatever it was, yeah. so that I could then go back out and do the, what most people would say is work. This is part of the new paradigm is that, you know, we're not just plowing forward. Mm -hmm. 
of this family stuff comes up, so I'm going to set it aside and plow forward. Part of it is I'm going to deal with it so it stops getting in my way mm-hmm. when I try and plow forward. You know, I, so, I love, go ahead. Well, so the steps you asked me, number one, recognize it, be honest with yourself, do your own inner work, reach out to a mentor, a soul sister, someone who can be the reflection, the mirror, guide you through the final part. And then you get to go to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you get to go. Not in the reverse order, right? You got to do the stuff first. So it it outpictures, right? You do it on in the inside and then you actually do the actionable stuff. I like that. Outpictures. Hey, (laughs) I love how you started this by saying, you have to work on you first. Like, like when I said, what, what's fiercely here for you? It is, I put myself first because I think a lot of us in the beginning, it, it's not fiercely here to be in um, deprivation or neglect or exhaustion. It's the opposite. It really is the old paradigm for women to be selfless and pissed and um, empty and or getting their emotional needs met, met by codependent serving or overgiving. And so I love that concept. And so I just want to celebrate. That. I just want to bring that forward because like yeah. gals, we're, we're getting some big nuggets here, right? And so I will ask you the question, like how much do you put yourself first? And I'll you know, have to do this, Julie. Like I have a pendulum, like this is how I do it. And so literally you could ask yourself, you know, <laughs> I don't, want to do, I don't want to do this on camera. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. You don't have to. You don't have to. But, but like, like, see what happens is our brain lies to us. And so you literally could say, can I scale one to 10? How much am I putting myself first? I'll just do it for me. Okay. Um, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with a nine, right? I got a kid at home. I got to take care of him. Right. But, but so you could do it that way, or you can just ask your body, ask your intuition. And mostly is there permission? Because Julie and I, this is hard fought for us. Like we did not come, we're women over 40, right? We did not come by this naturally. And so the, the, the fight has been to get in the place where we are fiercely here by saying, I matter. I got to be filled up first. And I know for both of us with our clients, you know, you've had family situations. I've had family we tell them, we be real, like, wow, this is going on with my son, or, you know, we had a health scare, or so-and-so is dying, or whatever. And, and you know what's crazy? Our clients like us better. <laughs> Our cli- you know, the old is the egoic, like, I have to be ahead, of, I have to be over you, like that, that more patriarchal, authoritarian position of doing business, as opposed to a collaborative partnership way of doing business. And so, if you're in a messy place, if you got stuff going on, I mean, I, I regularly share with, you know, when I've done a launch or something, I will say with my inner circle clients, like, well, that didn't work. I didn't make the money I, I was hoping for. And here's, here's what I learned. You know, I share that stuff. I share what's going on in my personal life. I share about my sexy boyfriend all the time because I just like to share about him. I share the joy too, right? But it's, it's, it's the being real as leading by example. And so any, any part of your brain that's like, no, what are they going to think? They think highly, they think better. They really, did you want to say anything about that? Cause I know that's so much part of your brand brand. Yeah, it is. It really is. I think the part of it that's really important is to recognize that successful people are successful because they fail often. Ooh. They fail forward. 
So they don't stop. And so when you're sharing and when you're authentic, it's, it's the hero's journey. It's what Joseph Campbell teaches in the hero's journey, which is, hey, guys, here's the shit I came up against. Here's the challenges. Here's where it was painful. This is what I did. This is what I learned. Here's how I took the next step so that I could get what I want. Mm-hmm. And that means you can too. That's why that we're talking means, journey stories, right? Right. That means you can too. Yeah. It means you shouldn't quit when you hit this same obstacle. That there is a way above and around and through it that will get you here. Personally, I've had mentors who have put on that, I am above you. I am perfect. And when they allow me to see behind the curtain, it's so much more powerful because I'm like, oh, thank God, because that means I can do it. Right. Right. And so now your ego is not going to like it. Like my ego sometimes is like you're sharing what? Um, Could you just be perfect for a moment, woman? Um, But even to the point, oh, my gosh, this was such a great thing. I do a live event every year. Therese comes out and supports me in the room. And so my people get a taste of what she does, which is absolutely against every formula every guru will ever teach you, right? They say, don't bring in somebody who does the same thing you do. Technically, in the old paradigm, we would be competition with, with each other, right? Yeah. That's how we'd be viewed because we do very similar work. So, um, so we do. We tease each other about being competition and then... We get into each other's worlds and, and bring our own magic because we bring it different layers to it. But last year at my event, I completely missed something and I couldn't see it. And Teresa's in the back of the room going. <laughs> she was working with a client and normally Julie's so good. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, wait, wait. <laughs> and I didn't want to, I still just try to like twitch and like, Anyway, because <laughs> so, you totally well, missed it. Like, woo. I, yeah, it was just one of those places where I totally missed it. And it was really fun because I said to the group, okay, we're going to take a break. And I took Therese outside and I said, what happened? Where did I miss it? What was going on? Did like, we had a five minute break, right? Therese did, went into her stuff, dropped in, went back like several lifetimes, cleaned some shit up came forward, walked back into the room. Now, this is my room. This is my sales event. I have to make an impression so people will sign up, right? But in my head, it's more important that the work get out in the world than that I get clients. And so I stood up in front of the room and I said to this woman, I'm really sorry, I missed it. It did not do you any service. Can we start over? And I threw my agenda out the window. Like I never followed that anyway, but I threw my agenda out the window and gosh, what was it? Maybe another hour. We brought her up to the front of the room and we, we tag teamed her. And the magical part was the women and a, that, that was what she needed because the woman that we're working with got the healing, but more important, all the women in the room were like, Oh my God, for you to acknowledge that, like, I can make a mistake now. I don't have to be perfect. Like, like the teaching that Julie just did, just being in her authenticity and allowing me to come in and say, eh, not the right path. Let's go with this other path. You know, so, so number one, she demonstrated letting somebody support her. Number, number two, she demonstrated being real and vulnerable. Number three, she demonstrated it's okay to 
be authentic and say, I kind of fucked up. I missed that. And you deserve better. And all the way in the room, we're like, oh, I think you had a really great sales year because, because of being real, because of just like, Hey, we're, I'm going to teach what's real. Cause we could have, the, the, the room didn't know, like it could have been like, you could have like, okay, next. Nobody would have known, but we knew. And the woman knew. And I just caught this fourth part. Huh? The fourth part of that was I could have collapsed. I could have yes. collapsed. Oh my God, I screwed up. I'm not good enough. Yes, yes. yes. Sale. Teresa just take over. She's so <laughs> better than, you know, like all those places where we give up on ourselves. Mm -hmm. I could have collapsed and I didn't. I, I gave myself permission to be human and still be the badass goddess that I know I am when I'm yeah. in my stuff. Yeah. I, I just, my ego, I said, you got to go away ego. And I got to go back to being the clear channel that source needs for me. And these women need of me. It was magical. And so that's the fourth place of this is, is that even when you're messy, even when you're in your stuff, even when the shame is coming up, you also have to be willing to acknowledge that that's not the truth of who you are. Ooh, I love it that we ended on that. That is beautiful. Thank you. That is not the truth of who you are. Okay, so how, how can people find you? They should follow you. <laughs> follow me. Um, I'm on Facebook at Julie Fouch. My website is juliefouch.com. And our private Facebook group, which is so much fun because we do challenges and we do questions of the week and we support each other. It's so much fun is feminine marketing magic. And yes. so check that out. We will put those in the show notes as well. So, Oh, it's so delightful to play with you. So thank you so much for showing up and sharing your wisdom. I am so grateful for you. And so I hope y'all have enjoyed this episode of Fiercely Hair Women in Business. Julie, much love and appreciation. Bye now. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. So each week we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.